My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David Harris, Jr., and I am so thankful to be back. Thank you all, my amazing audience. Uh, it's been quite the road. I was sharing with you in the last episodes what this, uh, what, how traumatic breaking my leg and literally the surgeries, two surgeries has been. But uh, just to catch you up, if you didn't catch my last episodes, uh, it's so, so good to be back with you and leading the charge to try to expose what's going on in the country and inform you of the important things that the mainstream media just continues to not pay attention to. It seems like every single time there's something that comes out that Americans should know about. Latest uh, thing, 2,000 mules. Dinesh D'Souza, I was at Mar-a-Lago for that premiere. Uh, the, the amount of people that were there, the, the people in attendance that are in media, uh, that are all posting and promoting and talking about it, and then yet the mainstream media is completely silent. Not even Fox News. Fox News, I, I think very, very little, if any, on Newsmax, the two seemingly major networks that seem to be on the side of conservative loving Americans that champion our freedom and value our God-given liber liberties, they don't even talk about what's been shown and proven from that movie, that documentary by Dinesh, 2,000 Mules. If you haven't seen it, make sure you, you watch it, share it, uh, have a family get together and watch it with your family and friends. You'll be infuriated not only at what's taken place, but at the fact that the mainstream media is silent. Something else that the mainstream media has refused to report on that I am going to bring you the exclusive on today is a challenge against not big tech, but against the United States of America, friends, over Section 230, you know, the section that gives big tech the ability to do things like give a permanent ban to Donald J. Trump or to pick off different individuals and lower their reach like they have done mine or even ban people like Trump, but other people without, a big, without as big of a name as Trump, just get rid of them. Well, the fight for uh, trying to change uh, the, the ability for big tech to use t Section 230 has seemingly just been a, a fight for nothing. We've got a, a case in Houston that is actually uh, seems like it may push through. But instead of going after big tech, my guest and very good friend, Jason Fick, uh, he's, he feels, he believes, and I agree with him, he was denied due process. He was denied due process over Section 230, so he's taken his case directly to the United States of America. He's suing the United States of America, and he's got some amazing people backing it. Without further ado, my special guest to get into how this could absolutely change everything when it comes to big tech, Jason Fick. Jason, my brother, how are you doing today? I'm good, David. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there with all the craziness that just continues to unfold every day from this current regime, uh, all the mess they're doing. It's like, which way do you look and, and where do you hide and cover from? But I always try to continue to bring truth and bring hope. And I believe that your case suing the United States of America over their absolute debacle of how they misinterpret and interpret Section 230, giving big tech the ability to just basically silence anybody they want on both sides. And this is a nonpartisan suit. I mean, this is just against the United States of America uh, of how they've uh, uh, interpreted and allowed Section 230 to be interpreted in their own courts 
to deny an individual like you, an American that was building a business on a big text platform, Facebook, uh, remind me, I know you had at one point 22 million followers. At some point, Facebook deleted multiple of your pages that equated to what, 10 plus million followers? It was, uh, I believe, six pages with about 14 million fans. We, we lost them overnight. They were just shut off and unpublished, and they never gave us a reason why. And that's because there really is no reason why. Well, I think the reason, and we've gone into a little bit, I've been obviously along this ride with you for, I think, four yeah. years now, if not longer. Um, you know, you weren't paying for advertising with Facebook, and you were making very good, very lucrative money monthly, monetarily from them. So they they banned your pages over the content, right? Right. Then they re up they republished those same pages with all the same content to one of your competitors once you sold it to them. Meanwhile, yeah. your competitor was paying Facebook monthly for advertising six figures a month. That to me right there screams uh, motive and opportunity Unfair competition, anti competitive behavior. This had nothing to do with the content itself. It only had to do with how much value the owner was to Facebook. And yes. in this circumstance, the content was identical, and that was what we said. But the courts, they misinterpreted this whole thing, saying that I was treating them as the publisher. Well, I wasn't treating them as a publisher because I was the publisher. I was the one who published my own content, and I was never treating Facebook as me. And that's and again, where this gets, everything starts to derail. This gets into the whole misinterpretation, interpretation, the stuff yep. that the courts, you know, you had malware bites. Uh, versus uh, the comp that one company I forget Enigma. the other Enigma, Enigma versus, versus Malwarebytes, Malwarebytes yep. where they actually they actually sued they actually won um, mm -hmm. with the exact opposite decision of what your case was with Correct. the exact same uh, the exact same circumstances and I gotta I gotta tell people just so that they know you Jason doesn't have the big name to go along nope. with uh, you know who he is. But when you think about what year was this that you had, how much was 20, 22 million followers? What year Actually, was this? I, I had a total at my peak at 38 million, and that was in, in and around 2013, 2014. We were way ahead so, of everybody in the game. So to give everybody a little bit of inkling and, and insight into who Jason is and what he was doing, he was bigger than Joe Rogan, friends. When Joe Rogan, at, at that time, I don't even know what Joe Rogan was doing, but you had more followers on all your pages than Joe Rogan did. Joe yeah. Rogan now has, I don't know how many followers, 100 million or something crazy. He sold his podcast rights to Spotify for $100 million. Mm -hmm. uh, BuzzFeed is another company, I believe, that's worth in the billions. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you were bigger than BuzzFeed. And 2012, I, I was actually larger in, ter in terms of total number of fans. And now keep in mind, it wasn't me. They weren't pages because people go, oh, well, you weren't bigger. That's yes. why people it wasn't don't about recognize me. You. I was That's why running people don't behind recognize them. your face. Correct. Yeah. It was other large pages that were just very popular. I mean, at one point we were rated, I had one of the, the fifth most popular page on Facebook. And, and get this, that was ahead of CNN. CNN was number six. <laughs> well, now, when my now it's page not really is... that big of a, an accomplishment to be bigger than CNN, but that's okay. You know, you know they're, they're still trying to hang in there. When my page wasn't being throttled on Facebook, I was reaching more people than CNN was. Of course, yeah, of course, over 100 million people a month just on Facebook alone. And then Facebook just said, yeah, no, we don't like that. So we're just going to dial you down to, you yep. know, maybe a million or two people a month now I reach. Yep. So you, you are again, far too you're far too loud for them. So they just turned your volume down. It's exactly That's what really they what it is. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I got I'm getting lynched, slowly lynched. Mm -hmm. 
It yeah, literally, it, it's, I mean, I know it's that's a slowly, horrible. Yeah, it really is. It's like slowly depriving. It's a war of attrition, right? They're just trying to starve you out. If you just take away a little bit of money here, a little bit more money there, little, eventually it becomes very hard to do this. And I mean, you know, if you run on a slim budget, because I mean, you know, we always get that feedback. And I'm and I'm actually more talking about your show now. You always get that feedback. Well, why do you have to promote something? Why do you have to? Because we have to do this on a regular basis. It takes an incredible amount of time to be a publisher. Because somebody said to me, like, oh, what do you care? I mean, you never spent any time. You like you made money on Facebook. I used to work 18 hours a day. This is before they even had the ability to schedule posts. I would have right. to live post everything. And I built audiences because I was so dedicated to it. And we know it goes into it, but it's so hard to do without any financial investment. And when they take that away, you know, it's pretty hard to do this, isn't it? And that's what they it's plan work. on. Right. It's work. It's work. So again, I just wanted to give my audience a little bit of insight, right? You, you, you could have the name like Joe Rogan if it was your name and all and all your content, or if you were if you would if you were just posting your own videos along with all the other videos, your name would I mean, there's a lot of people that have done that same gone that same route. They post the 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 viral videos, but then they get themselves in their videos on those pages so that people right. become familiar with that person, that name and that face. Right. And now you're you're the individual, not just the page that's, you know, posting all the stuff. But for again, just just so people understand who you are, you were bigger than Joe Rogan. At, at one point I was. And, it, and it's just it's again, I don't seek fame. This isn't about pop, like notoriety to me. This is about doing the right thing. And that's what it is. It's a lot of work. And I did the behind the scenes work. And that's, of course, what we're here to talk about today is what we're about to pull off. So you sued Facebook. District court basically throws it out. Uh, circuit circuit court throws it out. District court throws it out. It goes to the Supreme Court. They refuse to look at it, even though Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, he even wrote an opinion piece on if a certain case had, and he listed like four things, you could probably list them. If a certain case had these X, Y, Z things, the Supreme mm -hmm. Court should listen to it when it comes to clarifying Section 230. Your case had all those things in there. What what were they that Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in that opinion piece? Well, actually, I can give you a, a really good quote, and this is just a synopsis quote. It's, it's a couple pieces that he talked about in that case, and this explains it in his own words. So this is one of the Supreme Court justices saying this. He said, courts have extended the immunity in Section 230 far beyond anything that plausibly could have been intended by Congress. Courts have also departed from the most natural reading of the text by giving Internet companies immunity for their own content. Courts have long emphasized non-textual arguments when interpreting Section 230, leaving questionable precedent in their wake. And then he asked for, he said, in an appropriate case, we should consider whether the text of this increasingly important statute aligns with the current state of immunity enjoyed by Internet platforms. That's important stuff right there. He's saying... Yeah precedent that we've been basing this on everybody says it's settled law it's settled law no it's not the supreme court has never interpreted section 230 justice thomas himself said it in in this same thing he said yep it's never been interpreted by the supreme court so how can it be settled law and then you have one of the supreme court justices literally saying questionable precedent now yep. i'm a little bit more jaded i wouldn't say it was questionable i would say it's wrong yeah. some of the precedent that has preceded all of this for example, Zoran versus America Online. That that case probably means nothing to any of your audience, but you know what it means to to, to every individual? It means that the courts in 1997, a year after this law was made, they made a mistake, 
And they said that you can't be treated as a publisher, which means that you can engage in what they call traditional editorial function free of, of any kind of liability. Well, that's sovereignty. That's saying, hey, look, wow. if you want to knowingly post child pornography, you can because you can't be treated as the publisher even if you are a publisher. And those are the kind of things that that foundation was wrong ever since yeah. the very beginning. And every case since then has built on bad precedent after bad precedent. And of course, you know, they're the, the people out there that, and I know some of you, you know, your audience has probably put something on Twitter or Facebook and they've said something about Section 230 and all of a sudden they get attacked. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything. You're, you're an idiot. You're, you know, they, they attack you and they did it to me on a regular basis. I can't tell you how many times I was told I was crazy and nuts and whatever. But here I am. I'm not going based on questionable precedent. What we did was we went back to the fundamentals. We said, okay, what kind of law is this? Well, it's an administrative law. Okay, what does that mean to everybody? Well, it means that Congress said, hey, look, we can't do this job. We can't regulate the Internet. I mean, it's just too big. And, and a right. good example of that is, is that, for example, Congress doesn't set what size trout you catch, does it? They no. don't go, hey, it's got to be 12 inches on the rainbow trout, right? The Fish and Game Commission does that, doesn't? don't they? Right. right? So this commission is actually what makes little laws, code, hmm. punitive stuff. Meaning, hey, look, we're going to give the power to determine what fishing and game you're allowed to do to a commission, to another person. Well, guess what? Section 230 is exactly that. They said, hey, look, we need an administrator to set these laws. We need, we need somebody else to what they call fill up the details, meaning make the little laws, right? Mm -hmm. And instead of giving them to a, an official regulatory commission, which – they're not partial to anything. They're just, you know, they, they, their qualifications literally says, hey, one, they're an American. Two, they can't have any interest in the business that they're regulating because, of course, they would be partial, right? They would right. be self-interested. Well, here, they gave it straight to a private entity, which a corporation is always going to be self-interested. Yeah. It's yeah, going to the make big, the laws to its benefit. Yeah, big tech. Every big tech platform is in it for themselves. They're in it for the monetary. I mean, what F Facebook's worth uh, was worth a half a billion dollars. It's maybe worth three fifty now or something like that. Three hundred fifty million. No, it's close to half a half a trillion dollars. Excuse me. Yes, half a trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, five hundred million dollars. It, it's worth a lot. I mean, it or five hundred billion dollars. I got to get the bees in there. Yeah, it was worth yeah, five hundred. The was bees, worth yeah. five hundred billion. They did tank uh, uh, quite a bit. It may be three hundred fifty billion now, but still, this is a big corporation that definitely has an invested interest to their shareholders and to the bottom dollar. And I think with your specific situation, they saw the amount of money that you were generating or knew you had to be based on your traffic, right. generating hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and weren't paying them advertising. And they right. said, hold on, we need to get a piece of this action. Right. And they banned you for your content. Then when you when you reached out to your, uh, uh, basically a, a competitor, somebody that had a Facebook rep, because they were spending six six uh, figures a month on advertising, the rep said, "Oh well, if you own the pages, we'll we'll uh, we'll re we'll reload them." I mean, Correct. that's that you've got them by the cojones. I would think that if any case, if any court would have looked at the facts of your case, Jason, they would have said, "Absolutely, this is tortious interference. This right. is unfair competition. Uh, this is it's not it's not allowed. It shouldn't be allowed." And they need to get their hands slapped. For reaching into your cookie jar and then using this section 230 as the uh a reason for their 
anonymity and ability to get away with any liability sure, without any right. liability. And see, and, and let me boil this down for people. What people don't realize is they, they say, oh, well, they're a private entity. They can do whatever they want. No, you're a private entity, right? On the other end of this video, you can't just go up and slap somebody, can you? No, no. You can't go steal their money. There, there are things that are un illegal. They're unlawful. And the point here is that Facebook, Google, Twitter, all of them, they make money in the same space as their own users. Right. So therefore, they are financially incentivized as a competitor. Yep. They're my competitor because they make money on the same space they would they were offering me and they took it from me claiming it's somehow fraudulently, you know, offensive, but it's not. And and the that's that, what my case that, proved. Yeah, the it's thing that gets me offensive. is they and the thing that gets me is that you've got the documentation where they say they took your pages because of offensive content. And then well, they didn't say anything. They just took them and they claim. See, the point is, is that if they claim 230 immunity, it had to have been offensive. They had to have followed what Congress gave them the power to do. Because that's the whole reason 230 was even created was Correct. for them to be able to remove offensive content. Correct. So again, they removed it using 230's ability to say we can remove offensive content. But then mm -hmm. when your competitor, you sold them, your competitor that's buying these pages, he doesn't know if he's going to buy pages that are going to be worth anything if they're not republished. Unless, so of course, he's got a quid pro quo agreement to reinstate right. the pages upon his purchase. And exactly. that's the point. That's not treating Facebook as the publisher. I was the publisher. That's treating Facebook as Facebook for its own unlawful, tortious interference, unfair competition, fraud, and extortion. That's treating yeah. them as them. That's and true. that's it's, what the court hasn't figured out. They're, they're, the, they're the mob. They're like, in it's so many no words. different than how the mob reacts. and yeah. they, they see something hey, you so got, they're going. bigger and badder, they'll go yep. beat you up and take it or threaten to kill you. Now, they didn't threaten to do that. I don't know if they did. Maybe they did. I don't know, but... So your case should have been a slam dunk had you had the chance to be heard in court. Well, which you we were may not. still. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Another little piece of information that is being completely, and, and you started out this conversation perfectly by saying about Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 mules. I'd, I'd love to talk to him at some point. In this case, they're not trashing Dinesh. They're ignoring it. And when right. people, when the media is ignoring something 100%, we saw that with Ghislaine uh, Maxwell's trial. We're yep. seeing it with 2,000 mules. And has anybody heard about this? I just sat in, in Congress with Congressman Gomer. We did a live press conference in front of Fox, NBC, CBS, NPR, OAN. Not one of the mainstream media announced it. Congressman Gomer has read this. He was a judge. He agrees. It can be struck. Now, here, here's what's kind of interesting, because this is there's two things running in tandem right here. I have a personal case against Facebook that is back in the courts, and this is because, as you mentioned, Enigma versus Mauerbytes. That decision came up with something that was really important that everybody has missed, and it's something that anybody that is looking at litigation needs to look at. And actually, I was just speaking with Susan Prager the other day about specifically this, and it was Dennis kind of an awful moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very, very, very Love smart. Love Dennis. Woman. He was there. He was yep. in the movie, you know, 2,000 yep. Mules. Oh, he yeah. was one that was that came with a, with a lot of, with a hefty skepticism. It's like, you got to show me the facts. And his Correct. mind was completely changed after seeing everything that was in that documentary. And he's in there and he's talking about how he's, it's, it's irrefutable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is the exact words that 
Susan Prager used when she had started reading our, our constitutional challenge. And I'll, I have to digress on this one. She said that the Good Samaritan provision of the Communications Decency Act, which most people don't know what that is. But remember how I said that they give the power to a commission, right? Yeah. But when they do that, they have to do give them something called an articulated intelligible principle, meaning a basic thing to make your laws on. Hey, here's how you act as a good Samaritan. That is the fundamental like question. Boss is not Correct. a good Samaritan. Taking my <laughs> taking my business away because of their own financial gain is is antithetical to being a good Samaritan. It's the exact opposite, and that's what Enigma had de finally determined: is is that they have to fundamentally be a good Samaritan first. Meaning that should be the question at the threshold for any court considering two yep. thirty. Did they act as a good Samaritan? Was it for the good of others? It can't be in my case. And that's what Enigma determined. But they're saying, well, now, and this is this is craziness, but but this is the courts these days. They're saying my case was 230C1, and that case was 230C2. They can't but, be the same. But where's in it, but where's the Good Samaritan provision? Well, see, that's just it. It's the Good Samaritan provision of the Communications Decency Act. It's before C1 or C2. Act. Correct. Yeah. It's before. It is the whole name. They've got to act as a good act. Samaritan before C1 or C2. Correct. Correct. That this, is I'm, I'm so excited, man, for this. I, I really am hoping that this is what's going to pull it through. I want to jump into the Social Media Freedom Foundation, where this is at, who we're looking at to pull on board with us. Uh, but before I do, I got to do a quick word from my sponsor today. So, friends, if you love my show, David Harris Jr. show, unless you're on podcast, David J. Harris Jr., uh, one way, one thing you can do to support me is do something amazing for yourself. My wife and I started a supplement company back in 2013, nine years ago, and we are so excited for some new things that are coming. I'm going to tell you about some of that new stuff that's coming but uh, in, in soon, but right now I want to tell you about our overstock sale. I travel all over the country, and I don't know about you, but if you have a hard time getting a good night's sleep at night, this all-natural blend of herbs is for you. I take this every night. It's called Dream, and it relaxes your mind, relaxes your muscles, really puts you into a dream state, gets you ready to be able to go to sleep. Uh, this right here, half off right now because we are overstocked on it. We got to get rid of it. We got to sell it. Uh, same with our product, Revive. This plant-based uh, whole food, multi-mineral, multivitamin. There's so much in here. You go to the website, you look at it. There's so many different blends in here. You would have to buy seven to nine different bottles to just get with this one bottle of 90 capsule, excuse me, 90 tablets, uh, what you would get with these with this one product. And I want to show you this because all ingredients are not created equal. So for those of you that are listening, you won't see this. But if you're watching, I'm going to show you how easy it is to break this tablet in half. This is just the compressed powder of the uh, plant-based, the plant-based, I dropped half of it, but that's how easy it is to break. And literally, if you put this into a cup of water, it'll dissolve in 15 minutes. This is very digestible. You're going to get all the benefits from this. So this Revive Whole Food Plant-Based Multi-Mineral Multivitamin Supplement, you can get this right now online at uncorkedliving.com for 50% off when you use the code OVERSTOCK. So both of these 50% off at uncorkedliving.com when you use the code OVERSTOCK. And like always, if it doesn't work for you, within 30 days, send it back. We'll give you a full refund. If it doesn't work for you, we don't want your money. We want you to get the benefits and enjoy the results like I do, like we do every day. So get over to uncorkedliving.com and use that code OVERSTOCK on Revive and Dream and maybe pick up some other things too that you'll see there. 
All right, Jason, let's get back over to the Social Media Freedom Foundation. I want to add this link here because I think it's so important that everybody checks this out. So you are suing the United States of America. So let, yeah, let's Congressman talk about the important stuff here. <laughs> you, you've got Congressman Gomer on board. Mm-hmm. I know other congressmen and women are going to be joining this. This is a bipartisan effort. Uh, you've got social media influencers that are going to be jumping on board. I'm already a part of the Social Media Freedom Foundation. I'm a director on the board with you. Uh, absolutely appreciate everything that you've done for fighting for our country and taking this fight to Section 230. It's like an end around. Instead of, you're, you know, everybody's trying to go right at big tech, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and most everybody gets shut down. It's It's very, very hard. So this is, hey, let's go fix the problem and the reason that these big tech companies are be, are able to get away with this nonsense. Let's fix that, right. and then it'll change the game. It changes right. it for everybody. So I know we're going to have a lot of other social media people, that, that friends of mine, that are going to want to get on board with this. So what is this? What where's this case at right now? What is taking place, and what's the timeline for when this could could actually hit? Okay, so yeah, so now getting to the important stuff, the the stuff that everybody, you know, the media is not going to help us on this. So we need to get this out here. And this is what is happening because the United States, I went all the way to the Supreme Court, never got a hearing. I was denied, as you said, due process. Right. It was it was an infringement of my constitutional rights, which granted me the the direct standing to go after the law itself. That is what we chose to do. So we have basically single handedly. you know, worked on the problem as a whole, the whole constitutional challenge itself. Now, uh, we filed April 26th. Uh, so this was a couple weeks ago that we filed. Uh, we're in the process of serving the attorney general of the United States right now. Um, at which point now it will be, this is not like normal cases. So I want people to understand this is not me suing a plaintiff and saying, Hey, look, this person did me wrong. I'm not suing big tech. In suing the United States, all you're saying is is that your law is unconstitutional, that we need either declaratory judgment, which means, in simple terms, tell me how it works. How does it actually work? Yeah. Tell the other courts how it works, because this isn't working right now. It's it's right. a mess. We've, we have done an incredibly comprehensive case, because this isn't just a simple complaint. It's a 143-page long complaint in the, the District of, of Columbia, um, the DDC courts. And they, Congressman Gomert's read it. Susan he has Prager's read, it. read it. He they, agrees. The people that read it are they get it. They're like, this yeah, is it. Exactly, because it's so comprehensive. We we didn't we answered every single question. We I've thrown myself to the wolves a million times. You've seen I've, I've gone through ups and downs and lefts and rights because it is it's hard being told you're crazy every single day when you know you're not. I mean, we have gone to the to the root of this law, tore it apart, reassembled it, and said, here's the only way it can work. And in, even in those circumstances, it can't. And see, the thing about Congressman Gomer is he picked up on the fact that Congress, I mean, every you you hear him every day. Let's fix 230, but they don't do it, do they? No. They can't get the votes to repeal it. They can't get it to change because there's no form in which 230 can exist in the hands of private entities. It can't happen. So instead of – they keep running around in circles, and we're saying, okay, look, because the legislature can't get it done, he recognized the judiciary can strike it. They can come in there and say, you're right. It is unconstitutional. And it will tell us everything we need to know about the executive branch because when we serve the AG, right, the attorney general, the attorney general has a a choice. They can stay out of it, at which point then the judiciary makes a determination and we strike. I mean, there's 
there's different ways that we're going to talk about it, but that can be saved for a different interview as to what would be the results of that. But say they follow with what we're saying and strike 230C2 and they fix 230C1. The internet would become a great place again. Big tech would not be responsible for anything that they did that wasn't unlawful. If it was unlawful, yes, then it can be sued. It would solve the problem. Then what happens is the legislature comes back and they set up a commission. They do it right, and it would force them to do it. It breaks the deadlock. It stops everything that's happening from happening. That's what this is about, and we may get that. So we're looking at 60 days to enter the thing, and we'll have another big announcement coming along those. I don't want to spoil that one because that one is I think we're going to be we're going to be doing a big press conference, which we're going to be asking some of the big influencers, some of the people that you know, some of the people that I know, to join us in D.C., we need Democratic support. This isn't about politics. It's about a law that should have never existed. It shouldn't happen the way that they shouldn't have given the power to a private entity because inevitably they exploited it. And we'd invite everyone. Talk to David. Talk to me. Come to the socialmediafreedom.org. And if you don't understand anything about what I'm talking about, if you're more of a reader and you, and you, you know, because there is so much to unpack here, go to socialmediafreedom.org. On there, there is something called Revoking Section 230 Executive Summary. It is a short, so to speak, 20-some page, but it is a short version of what the constitutional challenge brings. Now, you can also find the constitutional challenge on there. We've, we've hosted under the documents, although we haven't hosted all of the exhibits because it is very long. But if you're a lawyer, go start reading. If you're planning on litigation in the, in the Section 230 world, Go read the constitutional challenge because it explains everything, everything that the courts are doing, all of the cases that are wrong, all the cases that are right. You're mentioned. A lot of people are mentioned. A lot of very famous people are mentioned in there because it's happened to all of us. There's something called substantial overbreath. That means that it's doing more to, to restrict speech than it's actually doing to fix it, to do its mm -hmm. job. There's lots of reasons why this thing is broken. And we invite people. And, and not only that, but we're running on – I'm running on no budget. I mean, we've done – in fact, I, and I have to give credit. You know Jeff Graber personally. I yeah. know Jeff Graber. Jeff You're Graber funny. has stuck with this, with Calgary Law, has stuck with me even when the money ran out. He's stuck in this. We have mm -hmm. done this on fumes, and we I'm not quitting. I mean, forget that. That's just not going to happen. Constance Yu, same thing. She was our, our California counsel. She stuck with this even when the money ran out. And all we're trying to do is we're trying to save America because the reality is I, I don't even think the big tech companies want this power. It should be revoked, and it doesn't mean that it's the eminent destruction of the internet. I, I think they want the power, Jason. I think well, they may. I think, with, I think with power comes greed, and with greed can come comes more power. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think yep. they love the power they have. I think they willed it how they will. I know that personally, Kelly Shackelford, uh, amazing man, amazing attorney, he shared with me. I met with him after Donald Trump was no longer in the Oval Office, and he said, "You know, when Trump was in office." They were they fight for religious groups uh, for for uh, issues that they've experienced on big tech, specific, specifically Facebook for being shadow banned or having pages, mm -hmm. you know, deleted. And they yep. won, I think, almost every case. I, I'd like to say every case, but I'll say almost every case uh, just so I'm, I'm accurate. But they had a winning record. And they said as soon as Donald Trump was no longer in the Oval Office as the president of the United States, it was like the big stick that Kelly had behind him and his law firm was no longer there and they were getting they weren't getting any anywhere with any of their cases with big tech and with facebook it was just like it was gone so again this is this this can solve it this, this goes around it goes right to the heart 
of how big tech is doing this and screwing so many people yep. and and says courts fix it uh, yep. clarify fix it or get rid of what can be do, what can be done what can't be done but mm-hmm. you need to they need to describe and and share what what 230 can and can't be used for and again your case should set precedent because it's it's a slam dunk. Well, it, it's a no we, believe, we believe it's actually a case of first impression, which means it's the first time this has happened where we came out and brought a Fifth Amendment and First Amendment argument. And actually, there's there's what are called co- conflicts of statutory construction where the, the law is just it conflicts with itself. And, and I and I would also welcome this is that you you can reach me on Twitter um, at Jason Fick or on Social Media Freedom Foundation. If if you need to understand, I will take the time. I will help anybody with this. In fact, I, you know, I can come speak on the matter. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about it and it's our, it's so much information that it's correct. It's just, it's a matter of, it's a lot to take in and we are going to fight this all the way through. I mean, the United States is going to have to deal with this. And, and I mean, Justice Thomas asked for an appropriate case. Here it is. And this the is the thing. appropriate case. Here's the other thing. This is not unprecedented as far as a lawsuit against the United States over uh, over a constitutional challenge, yeah, there's there was no a precedent. there was a there was a case like this uh, against the media. Uh, I was don't it? know. I that may be. I mean, uh, in this circumstance, I, when this, I thought when you I shared saying, with me back in like the '90s, there was something that had to do with the networks and the media, and there was a constitutional challenge. Oh, that okay. Went at them. Okay, so this was not quite the media. Um, I believe what you're talking about is Fox versus the FCC. Fox okay. versus the FCC is a very similar situation where. It was because people don't recognize this is punitive, right? It, it is the effect of criminal because if you violate their rules, you're punished, right? And you're punished under the protection of government. In doing so, that's what happened. The FCC had fined Fox News. Fox News fought back and said, you can't fight. You can't fine us for this because uh, one was a fair notice issue and the other was um, that the law was so vague, right? You can't just... You know, one of the points of this whole thing is, is that when they're given these laws, like if you go to catch a fish, you know how many inches it's got to be, right? It, it, you can measure it on a ruler. You know for certain what is right. prohibited. In this circumstance, you don't know what's prohibited on, on big tech. You don't have right. a clue because they can change on the fly. They can actually change without even notifying or without even changing their terms of service. Oh, yeah. For example, uh, what was her name? Um, Greta, uh, Greta Thunberg, right? Yeah, yeah. If you called somebody a retard, which is not a nice word, I get it, you weren't going to be taken down. Also, but if you called her one, then you were taken down, which means that the rules are so vague that nobody knows what's prohibited. That, again, applies to this. Now, yeah, I know there are a lot of people out there going, oh, they're a private entity. They can do whatever they want. Stop just spitting out what you think and start to read. I, I try to get people just well, educate and- yourselves. And again, regardless of them being a private entity, sex, they're using Section 230 to get away with what they're doing. So this case stuff. goes this case goes right at the heart of 230 with the United States yes. uh, of America itself. A constitutional challenge has the potential to absolutely change the game for everybody. Jason, uh, you know, you're a good friend of mine. You're like a brother to me. I, I so you. appreciate you Lord. and your willingness to fight this battle. I mean, it's it's not been an easy fight. I know it's been hard. We've We've laughed, we've cried, we've prayed together. Uh, we spent a lot of time, blood, sweat, and tears over the last four years over this whole thing. And then to get to the Supreme Court and to them not even hear it, even right when. It's like, literally, Justice Thomas had literally just wrote that opinion piece. Yep. And your case is like, I've got all this in my case. 
and they don't hear it. So to me, this is like an Aaron Brockovich story. This is the little guy, you, taking on big tech. I'm David. They're Goliath. We're together in this thing. We're fighting for it. I'm asking all my audience to not only pray for us, pray for Jason and his family, uh, but then and also get informed, get over to social media freedom, socialmediafreedom.org, get informed, educate yourself, and then donate. Socialmediafreedom.org uh, is a nonprofit 501c3. You can Tax donate to help this fight. Donate to help us in this fight. It's going to take a lot of power, a lot of people, a lot of prayer, and a lot of money, but it's it's a fight that's well worth it because, friends, if we don't change, if something doesn't change with big tech's ability to use Section 230 to do whatever they want to do, then uh, what 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 happened in the America's 2020 election? Done. What America's what happens? Done. Yeah, especially with somebody like Joe Biden and his regime in the in the White House right now, it, it's uh, yeah, they it's communist China is what it is. Our, our internet we, we, we for, have for to America. Get, let me leave you with this one quote, and this is really important that people understand this: freedom of speech and all of our other freedoms do not end where the internet begins. Mm-hmm. It is as simple as that. Our freedoms continue on because of the constitution and that's what is being violated here you know those of you out there that felt it and said you know this is unconstitutional you may not want to why but we have figured out why and we have written it down and we have taken it to the courts and the united states needs to rectify this now if you have influence if you have you know any way that you can help out whatever it be even if you just share it on your social media ironically they can obviously slow that down but tell people that a constitutional challenge is out there the appropriate case is coming to the supreme court and the supreme court in fact could fast track this so much they're all powerful right they're they're like the biggest of the big you know what they can do they can reach down into the lower court and pluck it along with our ninth circuit court and they can do what's called consolidating the case and handle it now they can deal with it right now that's what that would be suggesting. the Aaron Brockovich ending that we've been praying for and believing for, brother. Absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing this. And again, just thank you for your heart dedication for this fight that's literally for America. It's literally for America and the world because, you know, again, big tech, they, they cover the globe. So that's the fight that you're in. And that's why I know that God's on your side. And that's why I've been on your side uh, since I heard about this and met you and just uh, love you, brother. And so I want to say, you. you know, I love you too, David, honestly. And I, and I want your audience to know David and, and a few other people have seen this from a long time ago and have stuck with me. And uh, you, like, you don't understand what this is like when, when you reach out to somebody and they don't pay attention because they're not big, they're not famous, they're not notable, but David has stuck with us since the beginning. And, and that is why I invited him into the social media freedom foundation. And like I said, if you don't necessarily know me, reach out to me, reach out to David, you guys, everybody needs to understand this because this is the main problem and we are going after it now. Thank you, David, again. Absolutely, my brother. So appreciate you and uh, thanks for having you for, for coming on. I'll have you back for more updates as we take this fight right to the courts. All right, God bless you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you too. Thank you. Friends, there you have it. Something that's not being heard uh, on social on social media, on the mainstream media. The networks aren't talking about it. Uh, but something that very well that, that Americans need to be very well informed on what's taking place, know what's happening, and then get involved. Get over to socialmediafreedom.org, find out how you can get involved, reach out to Jason if you got questions, 
Uh, if you've been impacted by social media, reach out to Jason. Uh, this is something that impacts all of us and all Americans should be aware of. So uh, share this, please, with 2550 friends, especially letting them know that I'm back, that my podcasts are back, my show's back. Share this with 25 to 50 friends to help me spread the word after my broken leg and two surgeries that I'm back. And always, for the best merch, get over to davidharrisjr.store. Father's Day is coming up. Don't blame this dad. He voted for Trump. And then don't forget, get over to uncorkedliving.com. If you love good quality supplements that work, that you can feel, get these too. Revive and dream. Use that code overstock at uncorkedliving.com. God bless you all. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.